0: But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, you're your co host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co host, Spaz.
2: Hey, look at me. I'm the captain
1: now. <laughs> I've not seen that movie. Is that a good movie? Not seen that one. It's a good movie. Um, what, what's it called again? Remind, remind me what it's called again. Do you
2: remember? Uh, the, oh, the name escapes me for some reason. I don't remember why. The
1: the Tom Hanks the Tom Hanks movie where he's, yeah. uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a freighter captain and he basically gets captured right, by let's, let's
3: carry on. Anyway. We can figure that out after street.
1: Anyway, um your co-host Julie, I am not the captain.
0: <laughs> your co-host <laughs> Thorsten, you can't be the captain.
4: <laughs> I am the captain. And, <laughs>
3: and
1: your co-host Jacob
3: you are, without a doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs> Is that from that new show? Uh, uh, no, no, but I have of heard of
3: you. Indeed, <laughs> no, that was part Pir- of the Caribbean.
1: Oh, okay, now there's a, there's a new show, uh, uh, "Our Flag Means Death," with a uh, quote unquote gentleman pirate, starring uh, New Zealand treasure Reese Davies, and uh, and the first episode wasn't bad. So hopefully we get to watch more of that, but um, hello everyone. Welcome today is a topic show and spaz came up with today's topic, uh, space piracy and boarding. So for the video, uh, that's in the background today, we have uh park End two, which is one of my favorite games that involves uh ship boarding. Um, it's also, I think the best video I could find on like, short notice, uh,
3: but, uh, Will it actually transfer it to gameplay? Because it's actually giving me motion sickness.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, there is gameplay. This is just the menu. Okay, um, there we go. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. It is kind of weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, Spaz, where? Uh, let's talk. Where did you get this? Uh, where did you get this idea from? You were you've been playing something lately that gave you this idea? Power
2: yeah, problem. yeah. I was playing the Star Trek Armada one and two games, which are the the RTS based off of uh, the Trek universe, and they're both pretty good. I they, think they're underrated as far as uh, as far as RTS games go. They're kind of dated, yes, but for their time, I think they were I rather think,
1: underrated. I think. Well, I also think, uh, if I may jump in, that they came in at late in the big RTS cycle of like the late '90s and early 2000s. So I think there was kind of a fatigue about them by then. Yeah, that's fair. Which might explain it. Uh, Because, God, there were a lot of RTS games back then.
3: Uh, Uh, Yeah. And they also had the issue of not being StarCraft 2. Sorry, StarCraft (laughs) 1 at that point.
2: Well, that's also fair. But the big thing that, that caught my eye about them was the boarding mechanic. Which is that if you can take down the shields of an enemy ship, you can send your people over there, your crew... And depending on your your race, you have uh, different abilities that you can use, and different stats. For example, Federation Marines not so great, but Klingon or Borg, they will decimate the other ship typically. Well,
3: the Borg in the Star Trek: Armada two were designed as a, were designed as a boss enemy. So, uh...
2: well, not just that they they were designed as assimilators they've got ships that are designed for assimilating so what they do is they'll run up on your ship fire their assimilation beam and then they will drain the crew from the ship bringing it onto their own assimilating them and if they the ship itself has a full crew the remaining drones become drones for your global population Brilliant. so you can uh- crew other ships with them
3: Brilliant uh, enemy faction design, by the way, sorely under, underrated throughout, underutilized throughout all of Star Trek: The Borg. But that's just me.
2: Uh, well, no, I agree with you. I do, I do. But this is what's what shot my my idea into uh, into the stratosphere because, well, there's a lot of games that actually do use boarding as in a major some capacity mechanic. in some capacity. Yeah, not all of them are piracy related necessarily, but it got me thinking about all these other games that, that use it and which ones do it well. Of which there are quite a
1: few, thankfully. Um, I always appreciate when a game includes boarding. I always do because it, it doesn't have to like a lot of games. Don't you, you don't, they, they don't need it. Like a lot of space games, they don't need it, you know? So I always appreciate when a developer includes it. Cause it just adds an extra little fun, little wrinkle love boarding you know
2: (laughs) it's a good time it gives you more options too yeah because in some games your only option is to destroy the other ship if you have the option to board you can board the ship and maybe sell it as salvage or depending on the game you might be able to add it to your fleet or you might be able to uh tear it apart for its technology and and use that to expand your own. It depends on the game, but a lot of, a lot of them do it well.
1: Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of one that does it poorly, uh, as a, uh, as a counterpoint. Um, and I, so far I haven't thought of one.
3: <laughs> I mean, you could probably pull up like gears that do it minimalistically, like funnily enough DROX operative Two, where you have Marines, where you, press a button and a ship oh, you yeah. select takes damage over time.
1: I never, I've never used that once in Drox. I've never, uh, ever used me it. Me neither.
3: I use that occasionally against like stations because it's free damage over time. But honestly, it's just, it's, it's very easy to miss and it's not that useful. So yeah.
1: Okay, that's a good example. I mean, we love Drox Operative 2, friends. Don't get us wrong. But, like, that but seems to a, be...
3: It's a game It's a game that tries to do everything and something will end up getting the short stick.
1: Yeah, and, and that is definitely a game that... That is definitely a mechanic in that game that... Yeah, I
2: completely forgot about until you mentioned it. <laughs> and don't I blame
1: a, you, yeah. And I played a good amount well, of Drox, not,
2: too. <laughs> yeah, not, not many people use the marine tactic anyway because it requires you to have an officer with the skill. And then you have to actually remember to use the skill.
3: Yeah. And not just blow the, and there's absolutely zero benefit to not just blowing sh- sh- the ship up with the, uh, with your main cannons. Except I think they drop like extra loot. If they have a Marine on board, when you blow them up, stuff like that, it's, oh. it's not a mechanic worth ex- it. It's bad boarding. And that it's a, it's, it's an afterthought mechanic that like <laughs> you can completely miss. It's not, like because the thing is, a lot of the times the boarding uh, the boarding is optional in games like that. For example, uh, what was the what was the game? Not Star Star Control. Uh, Starpoint Gemini Two had a semi-extensive boarding system that I never never could properly figure out. <laughs> You're not like, alone you, there. <laughs> you 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 had to get get within X of a thing. You press a bunch of buttons, and then you have to press those buttons long enough for the enemy ship to possibly do something and you have to get, and you have to make sure that you have a bigger number of Marines that the enemy has a number of other stuff. And yeah,
2: they, they've expanded that I mechanic have, in warlords. Uh,
3: and I need they did it better. In warlords. But I'll, oh, I'll need yeah. to play war. Warlords is really good.
1: Warlords is their best effort. And no question. Uh, what, it's their best effort.
3: Uh, what I wanted to say is there are a few games that do boarding in the same way Stellaris does, does ground combat. And those are probably the worst offenders because you just have a number, which is your gr- your marines, and the enemy's number, uh, which is their ground true. And th- if your number is higher, you win.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's that's effectively how it's done in Star Trek Armada One and Two, where it, it's basically your marines versus theirs. Yes, but, but it's there's also, also an multiplier. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a there's a multipl- a multiplier for the race you are. And the strength of your marines, and and how many ships are sending over marines at the same time? Yeah, that's also the big one. Where you could actually manage your forces
3: and like over and, you, and like overwhelm specific targets and so on. You can't yeah. do that if it, if you have one boat and you're trying to board one other boat. This is not. This is. I was gonna say Sid Actually, am I allowed? I'll ask before, because I have, will have a lot of tangents there. Am I allowed to bring up non-space games? Because for boarding examples, I have a lot of those.
2: Of course. Sure. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah. Because, again, it's not like Sid Meier's Pirates. We have an entire like, mini-game of stabbing the other captain in the face or what's it called? Sea Dogs in the Sea Dog series where you actually have an entire ground game attached to it. Or uh, Tempest, you just... for
2: that matter. Yeah. yeah.
3: Is Tempest? Even like... I-, I-, I need to check Tempest because I don't think that game is... I think that game is multiplayer.
2: It is. We've done a multiplayer.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great in multiplayer. Yeah, that game is great. Oh. It's got great boarding mechanics too. Yeah, that one's great.
3: Oh, I have it.
0: Anyway, yeah. Oh, backlog.
3: Look, I have like four digits of games.
2: But this is related. It's re- totally related. Yeah. Please, because please.
3: I, I would partially argue that a lot of this stuff is related in the sense that hey, boarding because okay. If I'm allowed, the issue with boring is it's very easy to do wholly because you have to make one game, which is the space stuff, and then you have to make another game, which is the ground stuff, like Parkin that we're witnessing in front of us, or Sea Dogs, which has the entire space element and the entire ground element. Or, for example, Starpoint Impact, something like that, the game that's like a a CRPG, but with a space element. Uh, It's been in early access for like six years now, that one
1: stellar Uh, stellar tactics tactics yes 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 that one kind of has an x commie style ground portion yeah yeah okay yeah
3: yeah. stellar impact was a was a was a space moba that never took off yeah i remember now uh uh so yeah So yeah, you wind up. So if you have two different games, you kind of have to split development between both and have to figure out a way to make them both fit without making one exponentially better than the other and leaving you with uh, a game that and leaving you with one out of two games that you don't want to play. That's fair. That's completely fair.
2: Yeah,
3: which is not, which is doable,
4: but not uh, not easy. It depends, because since we're talking about non-space games, Atlas was designed with boarding in mind, but granted, after a short while, nobody wanted to play the game with or without boarding tactics. Was that the... uh, High seas, age of big sail, yo-ho-ho-yar, pirates stomping around, claiming islands. From the Octaves? Yeah, the people, the same people that did uh *Arc Survival Evolved. Okay, I,
3: I absolutely know what you're talking about then, yes. I don't remember uh, this at all. I don't remember this it it, was, it it made a splash, and by a splash we mean a... It made a splash and then no one has heard of it ever, ever again because it was under... It wasn't even garbage, it was just underwhelming.
4: Yeah, it... It was. And, you know, what What did happen uh, ultimately was a lot of people would say, oh, hey, this is made by the Ark Survival Evolved people I played that I really liked the game. And then they say, well, this is kind of like Ark Survival Evolved, but just like on the water and
3: without dinosaurs, which defeats the
4: purpose." and people after. And a, a few times I would participate in all this. And after a week or two, they'd all say, well, this stinks. OK, bye. But in that case, the entire game
3: stunk. Stunk? Stank? Stank. Uh
4: so I think I've provided you with an example of bad boarding mechanics. <laughs>
3: there we well, go. No, but what I, what we're talking about is a is like where you have a bad boarding mechanic and it go to everything else. But like okay, let's let's focus back on examples because uh we kind of tangented it off a bit. Uh Actually, can I, te- can I keep talking? Because I have one more thing Go to on. bring up. We're back in space. Sure. Uh, Heat Signature, a game that uh, is entirely that about is, boarding. That is, and, yes. Uh, oh, God, that it's game. A, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's extremely good. But like, in the end, what it basically is, is like a sort of hotline Miami-styled uh, top-down shooter thing. I don't know what the genre of it is, but it is really good, but it is exceptional. But it is entirely about boarding. What you do is you are told to get on a ship. You board that ship by whichever means available, usually by docking your little uh pod pod with it or by What's What's the opposite of defenestrating yourself? Uh whatever, by throwing yourself through the window. Uh <laughs> And you have to complete certain challenges on the ship, you from like stealing a thing to outright taking the damn thing over and bringing it to a base. Uh and of course, the variety comes from the amount of stuff you can do in, like the amount of equipment you you have, which allows you to have a variety of different tactics. From you know blades, bladed weapons, uh, silenced weapons, pistols, rifles, teleporters, shields, hacking devices that can reverse the utility of enemy uh enemy uh devices. You can do all kinds of silly stuff, and you can straight up just be an action movie hero and John Wick yourself uh, through an entire warship, <laughs> cleaving cleaving to, people yeah. in twain, left and right, and yeah, uh, the, blowing them up with with their own bullets by teleporting out of the way, and all kinds also, of other uh, nonsense.
2: There's also yes? the, the time slowdown mechanic when you are doing certain actions. Yes, it's So it's you integral. can do a thing like you throw your wrench to hit one enemy and knock them out, and then teleport it back into your hand, throw it in another enemy and then knock them out. And then while you're doing that, you can shoot your gun and take out a third. <laughs> it's just, yes, you so because can, you, you can knock out enemies. Because it's combination hot, hotline, Miami, super, hotline
3: Miami and Super Hall in terms of mechanics, which is an absolutely perfect combination for if you want to play a goddamn action hero.
2: Yeah, yeah. So and and the, stealth, right the stealth is great, because you can play completely stealthy, <laughs> because some of your objectives require you to get through without anyone noticing that there you were even on their ship. So no it witnesses. Would be can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's a ghost uh, modifier is what it's called. Uh get through without being spotted, get through without any witnesses. Uh and to do it takes a lot of work and a lot of planning, but and it's of not for the
3: game agent. And of course the game standard feature, the developer, the developer an interesting signature. Uh, I mentioned defenestration earlier and this is kind of an, and this is a slight tangent but yes, yeah, Suspicious Developments as the developer calls themselves uh, seems to have an almost fetishistic liking for throwing people out of windows.
2: <laughs> yeah. His the first game, game was like that too.
3: Yeah, his first game was Gunpoint. A game about jumping around using super pants and one of the primary mechanics throwing people out of windows. There's <laughs> there's Heat Signature his next 10 out hit one of the big mechanics throwing people out of windows. And there's Tactical Breach Wizards, which is coming out at sometime soon. And one of the first things we saw is one of, is one of the trailers. And he showed us, yes, you can throw people out of windows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's with this guy in windows. But he either really likes them or really hates them. One well,
1: there is something visceral, visceral about that,
3: to be sure. <laughs> I'm just chucking someone out. Look... look, look. Look, look the Czechs like it so like it so much they made it a national tradition so uh and they're usually onto the... Uh, and they usually got, you know they head in the game they're usually onto this sort of stuff
1: <laughs> but yeah no, Heat Signature is a good example of a game that almost fo- so, so fo- focuses solely on boarding like it's not just a side yeah. mechanic it's not it's not an option it's it like is it's the game. it's the option yeah <laughs>
2: It is—it's uh, it's literally the only option because, well, you have no other way of fighting ships. You are going through with a small escape pod-sized vehicle and then taking them over because they, there's no other. Yeah, way that's to what them. you
3: do. Uh, so, does anyone else want to chime in? Because I have more examples, but I want to give—I don't want to steal the floor for everyone for the entire two uh, hour to ninety minutes.
2: <laughs> I will throw yeah, in another. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. go ahead, though.
0: person. Go Foster, ahead. Uh, go ahead. You? Okay, uh, I've I've been playing uh, White Bastards uh, again lately uh, a lot.
2: Can you repeat Boy that? White Bastards is great. Oh, Boy White Bastards, Bastards.
0: yes. Yeah. And uh, that game is uh, about uh, entirely about boarding too, if you if if you play it, uh, if you look yeah. at it closely enough, and uh, the only. It's 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 basically a, a, a rogue light with uh, with an FPS element, in which you are uh, boarding other ships and plunder them, and uh, try to uh, try to, to uh, get better equipment in the way. There's also a story uh, 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 there, but uh, I mostly enjoy I mostly enjoy the uh, uh, just. Uh, boarding the other ships and and attacks them uh, and blunders and, and them and yeah uh, there's yeah. A a very great there's a, a great tactical element to it because uh some enemies are so hard even if you are fully equipped uh they uh, are incredibly incredibly hard to, to destroy like the uh, screws yeah they are screws called called in the in the game and uh, that's something you find very rarely in, in in other games.
2: It's very much a power fantasy, though, because you do get stronger over time, but you can die so easily if you happen to make a miscalculation or you use your uh, certain resources when you really shouldn't have, and you find out oh. you made a mistake after you're already dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, you, you have just bad luck? Mm. Um, that can happen too. Sure, when, when something, when something happens on the other ship, uh, you get a, a, a bad roll on, on the, on the modifiers and oh, oops.
2: <laughs> I'll
0: throw in another example
2: here, one that Brian and I have streamed before quite a lot, actually. Space Beast Terror Fright.
1: Oh, that's a good point. That's like, again, boarding is the sole.
3: Yeah, uh, like, the, like that the general genre of games like Space Hulk, Deathwing, and so on. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I I don't know what the technical term for for them is. I uh I, I call them uh I call them space buck cleanup operations.
2: <laughs> to an extent, that that's fair. The uh the reason I brought up Space Terror right, is though, although you're not pirating this ship, you're there to destroy its core but you are there to loot everything you can before you do it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you get those up. You get those upgrades that permeate between run one, one run and the next.
2: Until you yes. die. Until, until you, until you die. die. So you progressively get stronger if you survive. <laughs> Big if. Oh, it's such a
4: great game.
1: It's uh, such a good game.
4: <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that would rather do their own dentistry with dynamite than play this game. But X4 Foundations also has a boarding mechanic. Oh that's true. That's very it, true. There's it there's different ways to do it, but basically it involves in how you stop the other ship without blowing it to smithereens or find the ship floating in space but basically involves sending over Marines that you won't actually ever see in the game. However, once the ship is stopped, what you have to do is get outside in your spaceship, fly around the ship until you see these little sparkly areas, which is supposed to be like an area where you can actually hack into the software of the ship And then you can actually board the ship yourself and and take over. There's no actual... It's a bit more involved, yes. Yes, there's no actual crew inside to uh, shoot, if that's what you're hoping for. But you do get really nice ships that way if you can stop them without blowing them out of space, which is kind of hard to do. So Luke brings up an interesting
1: point that I wanted to ask of everyone. Um, Do you remember the first game you played... That involved boarding? For him, it was Ultima 3. That's going way back.
3: Um, wow. Well, in my case, that's an obvious answer. That it would be Age of Pirates 2.
1: Is is that one of the Akella games? Is that like this? Is that like Yes. This, is that the sequel to Sea Dogs? Am I remembering that correctly? It's the
3: yes. That is exactly what it is. Uh, yes. Asia, well, Age of Pirates 1 was a sequel to Sea Dogs with and then Age of Pirates 2 was a sequel to Age right. of Pirates 1, unsurprisingly. Because
1: they lost the license, I believe, or something, but
3: Something like, I don't care enough to, but yeah. I just know that I played that game a lot. Uh, oh, those are, I love Akella.
1: Like, I love Akella and, and their games. I love them. So, I
3: mean, Akella was the big thing here because they were a sort of vaguely, East, roughly Eastern Europe. I think they're a Russian developer, but they were in the area and they sold at like semi affordable prices and they actually had publishing deals with uh, people in Poland. So, uh, we had actual localization. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. I'm going to bring up, as a topic by the way but that's for later uh, oh,
1: <clears throat> that's that'd be an interesting topic and good localization that's actually a good idea um
3: now the problem is no, the problem is that would just be me rambling for an hour about my <laughs> college major and you've and, and you you americans
0: listening Right, right let's go on that's fine for <laughs> me pirates the Irish, original pirates and uh in regards of space games, uh, it was the uh, one Luke brought up: uh, "Roots of Engagement and, and Breach." In that combination, right. which was quite 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 an interesting interesting concept, two different games linked together.
1: Yeah, Unlike if you that. owned them both, yeah, yeah, if you owned them both, yeah, you could totally do that, which was great. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think for me, it was also Pirates, the Sid Meier's Pirates. Uh, I played the hell out of that game back in the day. And um, uh,
3: the original, the remake,
1: the original and the remake, the remake, okay. was, the, the remake was great. Like that was
3: remarkably good. Yes. That's one, yeah. like, I think the
1: best remakes of an original game I've ever seen.
3: Cause like, I'm willing to agree. Yes. Like, I actually played that game again a lot when I was like 12 or 13. It holds up too. I played it a few
1: years ago, just on a lark and it holds Except- up
0: exceptionally well it's yeah, a really it, good game it's got I just, a lot it's just got a couple of weeks ago a weeks ago actually oh really <laughs> and it, yeah it, and it just it, 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 as you said it 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 really holds up Even it's today. got
3: a ton of it's got a ton of gameplay variety it's like it, it, i would argue it's exceptionally good In fact, do i have it on steam everyone yes does. i do
1: yeah i think let everyone just, does at this let, point
3: <laughs> Let me just reinstall that. Thank you very much. Which, by the way, so far you've queued me up to play Pirates and Parkin' 2 after this because I discovered that I've last played Parkin' in 2014.
1: Oh, I love Parkin' 2 so much.
3: I, I, lo- I need it's, to play it now that I've. It's had- such a
1: flawed gem of a thing, but I love it
3: so much. <laughs> It is perfect Eurojank, and I understood oh, that even at 14 years of age.
1: Oh, it's such pure Eurojank. It is such a Eurojanky game, but I love it so, so much. Um, but yeah, the it to go back to pirates for a second, like usually when they remake a game, there's something missing. You know what I mean? Like, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice, but I think with that one they did.
3: Like mostly because yeah, because they kind of just recreated every mechanic from the original game in a PC accessible format, both visually and uh, both visually, and also gave the game very much its own style. Like it is very whimsical, Pirates of the Caribbean sort of. It's so whimsical. You get the idea. It <laughs> is quite. So it is quite literally. You quite literally go back and forth between, uh, between killing scoundrels, co- uh, uh, courting governors, governors' daughters, and uh, <laughs> uh, taking over forts within the span of literally an hour of gameplay.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't waste your time. That's a great thing about that game. It does not waste your time at all. You're always it doing does something it fun. In-
3: it also does an interesting thing with difficulty settings. Uh, can I just like literally go on two minutes tangent? Absolutely. Because the way Sid Meier's Pirates does difficulty settings is, of course, the more difficult thing, the higher the difficulty, the more stuff you have to deal with. You have to, uh, like, there's it, it, like, ramps up the difficulty in a way by, like, giving you actually more mechanics and giving you less guidance. But also, you earn, you, like, get to keep more money and, like, more progress at, at higher levels. So you kind of wind up eventually finding a middle ground where you earn enough cash to reliably sustain yourself and do whatever you're doing. But if you go any higher, you start eating shit, uh, figuratively. <laughs> but okay, tangent over. Go. No, it's fine.
1: Um, yeah, that game has a great boarding mechanic too. Both of them, the original and the new one.
3: Uh, yeah, even though it's new, one. Mostly just. <laughs> it, yeah, I'll be honest. Like the one thing about that mechanic, it has like the bar at the bottom with the uh, like with the like uh, morale system. I don't think if that that, that actually does anything pretty sure you just it depends on whether or not you stab the guy and how hard you stab the other guy is how much <laughs> you've won the boarding well, actually which how
2: hard because I, I, you can you can win with the uh, with the rapier that does the least amount of damage but it attacks more often and you right. can you can kill them by death of a thousand cuts
3: yeah you could ch- just keep chipping away at them with a short stab anyways uh space
1: uh, wait, did uh, Julie, did you chime in on what the first game you remember that has boarding?
4: That's a weird, well, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying it's to think of a game where I played waterboarding, but um, <laughs> it was, but oh, yes, the first, the only two games I played where you could actually board the ship yourself were uh, those two were the Atlas game and the uh, only space game was x4 foundations until i was introduced by the game that uh spaz and Torsten and luke and i used to play so i guess that would make the first game where there was a boarding mechanic would be x4 foundations
1: oh so a pretty recent entry for
4: you pretty recent and and yes i did steal a corsair or two
3: (laughs) nice but what I was gonna bring up is because I know you play play that game a lot. An example that's okay. It's not necessarily boring, but I but it's but it's the thing I mentioned earlier about having to make two different games and one of them suffering. Everyone here I know has played Star Trek Online. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And we and I think if you ask anyone who's played Star Trek Online if they want to stay on the ship or shoot people with a phaser gun. They will tell you they want to stay on the ship this is very accurate. right
1: 100 percent
3: yeah right right <laughs>
2: unquestionably yeah, I, think, I think there's a very tiny tiny minority that really like the ground game but uh. most people do not <laughs> yeah.
3: because let's be honest the ground game is just slightly like it's, I would argue it's slightly worse world of Warcraft it's not even that it's just <laughs> mechanically very simplistic and so on whilst the actual ships you have to do stuff. You have to manage facings. You have to manage power. You have to do things that you, you would normally do in a space game, but not in an MMO. And I think that's the big part.
1: I think my favorite thing yeah. about the ground stuff in Star, quote unquote favorite thing about the ground stuff in Star Trek Online is they make everything so huge and far apart to really drag out your time there.
3: Like yeah, I, I'm familiar. I,
1: I don't think ships are that big inside. But okay, sure.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, on one hand they should be, on the other hand they should not have that many like wide corridors. That's extremely space inefficient. <laughs> uh,
4: the ground game in Star Trek online reminds me of what somebody described the Revolutionary War about. And they said, okay, all the British soldiers wear red and march down all the middle of the field. The soldiers from Kentucky are going to have long rifles and hide in the trees. And it's like I go down the ground with my crew, and it's like the NPCs just stand there and dare you to shoot (laughs) them. (laughs) <laughs> and I think the only people that really like the ground game are those back in the day when you had to earn the right to uh, be a Klingon, where the people who were PvPs and PvPers and enjoyed it and kind of like lording it over the people who had to say, oh, God, now I've got to do this to be a Klingon.
3: Okay, no, pardon me. What kind of sick bastard would play st- PvP in Star Trek Online?
2: well it well, doesn't happen much anymore it used right. to it used when to be a big started, thing
4: yes a lot I'm not, because really? you had to you couldn't just in the early days you couldn't just roll up a klingon and in the early days there was no klingon content other than pvp what? so yeah. if you were a klingon fan you had to one earn the right to be a Klingon and that involved PvP. And then if you wanted to level up your Klingon, that one, then that involved PvP until enough people said, look, have you lost your mind? And the devs (laughs) said, yes, I guess we have. And then you could just roll up a Klingon and and then the PvP just went the way of the Dodo.
3: Uh, Which I would argue is for the best because I played that PvP like once for fun with a couple friends and it was just,
2: No. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. They they ended up getting rid of, well, not getting rid of it, but the community for PvP basically disappeared after the Klingon campaign was added, where you could actually start as a Klingon and then play through the Klingon campaign.
3: Hot take: Klingon campaign much better than the the Federation campaign. Genuinely,
2: (laughs) that's that's my opinion. I would say that there's there's some great stuff there, and then once once they got to the point where the the two merged, where you could start going and playing the cross faction content. Yeah, I think like then it got level even 50? better.
3: Yeah, it got much better. Uh, but yeah, mm. uh, so yeah, Starlog Online, you you make you made two games, one of them suffered. Uh, try to shove them into one. Don't do that unless you know what you're doing.
2: So no. Here's a good example of having those two seem like separate games, but then making both work. Star Traders Frontiers. Mm. The crew combat. The crew combat is a lot like Darkest Dungeon. Yes, it's... Which is fine. it's, 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 it's It's not an unfair comparison. But it also works because it's a good alternative to the the usual tactic of just blowing up the other ship but they also use it for the for ground combat as well and it works well because you have to manage your morale of your team you have to keep them alive and you can lose crew permanently if things go badly
3: yeah and it was a massive upgrade right. over over when i first when i played back in the day uh star, uh, star, star raiders on the on android which, yes, I did because uh, I just, it's really good actually. It's it, like Star Traders on, on Android. The yeah. original Star good. Traders? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's still it's good. A yeah. Great game. Yeah. 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 Yes, but the boarding in that game was you press the board button when at close range and you <laughs> right. keep pressing it until either you or the enemy ship stop. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> now, admittedly, the depth, of course, came from the ship design and the 700 quadrillion options you had to upgrade it. If you wanted to make a ship good at boarding, you absolutely could. You could add assault shuttles, you could add, uh, you could add extra barracks, you could add all kinds of stuff to make it better, but the actual boarding gameplay was pressing one button.
2: Yeah, and they improved upon all of that. In because SDF, customization yes. Plus, plus boarding, and making that a full thing, yeah, for Star Trek's Frontiers. And that feels like two different games melded together very, very well. Especially when you are a boarding-focused Captain, because
0: Let's you can Bounty do.
2: Hunter. Oh, it's a it's a fun, fun combination.
0: I, I use it a lot. I I just wanted to say that it, it, it's exactly that. It, if you if you focus on uh, on on, uh, on boarding with your with your characters, it, it's an amazingly fun experience, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah. You get a fast ship charge in. Take a little bit of damage but you just get in very very close and then you board repeatedly until you get lucky and either hit their, uh, hit their captain or you kill enough of their crew that they just surrender and you can win against odds that would otherwise destroy your ship outright just because you charged in and boarded
3: and you're really good at boarding because otherwise the oh, bigger yeah. ship probably has more troops on it <laughs> and more stuff that can tear you up but yeah this is an interesting example because STF is another game that does a lot of stuff, but it does a lot of it good. And yeah. part of that is because the Tracy brothers are incapable of sleep, and this is true.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we wonder if they're, they're, they're cyborgs because you know they they don't sleep. <laughs> and part of
3: that is because they had a surprisingly like in depth game in Star Traders on the uh, the well on on Android and iOS, which again I have played extensively and since we started on the topic I will keep talking about it because I really like it. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> no, it's there. Oh, no. we will never stop talking about our love for the Tracy Brothers games. No, so, yeah.
3: Yes. But yeah, start the original Star Trek is just I I sunk so many hours into Android because it was an Android game that you could play anywhere and it was extremely simple and it was extremely up my alley even as like a middle schooler. <laughs>
1: It, yeah, it's got a lot of varied gameplay too. It's it's a really great, like top down, elite style game on Android, basically.
3: And it also had a ton of like character. It was not generic stuff. Okay, it was mostly Dune, but mostly <laughs> Dune is still having character by modern sci fi standards. <laughs>
0: uh, right, right.
3: I agree. And like, the evocative descriptions of like spice holes and uh, the ins and the insides of, sh- of ships and how the captains were the captain always seemed like this eternal being because they kind of were because of all the like fancy med tech they had access to and how you had ships with literal hundreds of people on them duking it out and how you had to sort out of, uh, mutinies because you could piss your crew off so much they would just go hi uh, we're taking over and mostly if you ran out of fuel which was water because. Uh, you're running on hydrogen and solar sails. More sci-fi <laughs> needs solar sails. That's uh, Shogun's hot. Shogun's sixth hot take of the podcast. More sci-fi needs need solar
1: sails. It's
2: not a hot take
1: because we we, <laughs> we agree. agree. We agree. <laughs> that episode of DS Nine with that solar sail ship is one of my favorites.
2: Such a good so,
3: episode. Solar sails are an objectively awesome aesthetic, and they should be utilized more often.
1: Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely agreed maybe that'd be a great podcast. Why do more, why is this used more? Or have we already done that one? I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, we have, we've done I, not in, specific mechanics that haven't been used enough or that we think they haven't been used enough, but that's, but I feel like explore. a topic about the staleness
3: of like, maybe not the staleness of sci-fi, but like under and overutilized tropes in sci-fi writing would be good because if we're not talking about right, like games and right games specifically we're talking about writing. Uh, yeah, if we're talking about writing,
2: then that's a different topic altogether.
1: Hmm. That's true. So
2: here's here's a good example of a game that has a risk reward mechanic involved mm-hmm. with its boarding, and a lot of them do. That don't get me wrong, but this is one that did it really well for for the time in which it was released. Starfleet Two?
1: No. Is Starfleet Two oh, different? Is Starfleet Two? No. Are you sure it's not Starfleet Two? Because I do want to talk oh, about Starfleet. Well, that one,
2: uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We will get to that. But the one I'm is is a game that oh uh, yeah, horses, is <laughs> that. But, but but Starfleet 2, though. It Absolutely. Did. <laughs> what I am implying out. Consider that Mom's, this one was also released during Mom's, the space game drought before you started the channel. Which oh. which one? That doesn't matter it down. Star. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll Star no, 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 no. It's a game that's- that I actually got to to be a closed beta tester on. Oh.
1: And Oh. Space Pirates and- yes. Yes. yes.
3: And that's bingo.
2: That's <laughs> yeah. bingo. <laughs> yeah. That's bingo. I, so, I was, I that that was bingo. the first game. So this is just just a little bit of trivia. This was the first <laughs> game in which I was actually asked to be a closed beta tester on. So, I got to test it before it went on to Steam. A couple Gee, days before I- the Steam release. Gee, I wonder if the person called Spaz has anything to do with the game called Spaz. That's, that is actually a coincidence. My my nickname has been a nickname I've had for over twenty years, so longer than I've been online.
1: <laughs> yes, Panikas Spaz tested Spaz. Yes, yes, that, yes, yes. It, it was it was fate, and I passed it, the yes. test. <laughs> Blind fate. That was the first fate. game. Uh, that was the first game I ever covered for Space Game Junkie. It was the first game I ever reviewed. Um, yeah,
2: came out the day so, of. And, so uh, for the for those who don't know how the, the mechanic in that works, you have goons on your ship. The, the, those are your crew. That's the
3: technical if, designation.
2: Yeah, they are actually called goons. If you want them to take over another ship, you have to send them over with boarding pods. The problem is that that also reduces the number of goons that are on your ship, which means you are more vulnerable to boarding while your boarders are out there. Yes. And you could send them out there and they could get shot up and destroyed before they even reached the other ship. So you might end up being worse for wear just because you don't have enough goons to keep your ship alive.
1: Yeah. Cause you need, you need crew on your ship to fly it effectively. If I'm remembering correctly, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and you definitely take a hit to your ship's um, effectiveness. I believe if I were, it's been a while. Since I
2: played. If you're under a certain threshold, then you take a hit to your effectiveness. And good stuff. And so you want to send some, but not all, because otherwise you're going to, to potentially lose out and be worse off for wear, and then have to run back to a station to save your remaining crew.
1: Yeah. That that's, so that's that was a, a fun a risk event. reward mechanic. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Star Sector because that's another game that came out around that same time. And uh that but also it doesn't supported. have
3: any boarding.
1: I thought it does.
3: Sounds have like No. That no, does. it doesn't. Uh oh. not directly at least. No, you're right. It does I'm, have I'm marines, mis- but they're used for like okay, the, it sort of has. It it has like narrative actions where you can like send over sh- send over marines into shipwrecks, but it yeah. doesn't have a, any kind of boring gameplay unless you count dialogue options as gameplay.
1: Oh, no, that's right. That's what I was misremembering. It's it's been a while since I played that one.
3: It's perfectly fair. I mean, I yeah, I mean Okay, yeah, I come back to that game every couple every couple of months, but typically I just wait for the damn thing to release already.
2: Right. Yeah, between, between the stars is in a similar vein where it has some boarding, but it's mostly uh, uh text based and skill checks where you're oh, between this, you literally roll one. dice to, to do that it, It's a fun That's game. Right. I like the game. It's on early access, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm hoping they'll finish it eventually because they I mean, I have that on GMG load on it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, um what yeah, about one yeah. player actually stealing another player's ship right out of the hangar? Does that count? Yeah. Uh, sure. If you're about if you're, about,
3: you're about to gonna- bring up Star Citizen, don't.
4: Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare, but you just <laughs> did, <dead>, didn't you? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> See, see, that's what happens. I had in mind Eve Online. And if you belong to the same corporation, the corporation buys ships. And depending on what rights you have, multiple people, if like you're an officer, they can fly that ship. And we had a case where some person pretended to be everybody's friend for a real-world year just so he could rob us blind and steal the ships. So that's kind of boring, because he really did steal all the ships.
3: I mean, apparently that was so significant, uh, significant to CCP Games put it in a trailer. So uh, either either it was super famous or far from an isolated incident.
4: (laughs) Far from an isolated incident. And... Shame on you for bringing up the Star Citizen game. <laughs> I don't count it as a game. <sighs> will we I, ever?
1: Okay, will, I. Will we ever get through a show? Will we ever get through a show without mentioning Star Citizen
3: at least? Once? I already made the bingo joke. Unlikely, I can't do it again, unlikely, Brian. Unlikely. <laughs> I, I already made the bingo joke. I can't. I can't make the bingo joke again.
1: Well, I, I Brian, love-
2: I think those eggs are procedurally cooked.
1: Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's the show. All
3: <laughs> right, so, so that's line two. We're done. We're done.
1: I can't do this anymore. I quit. God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we're okay, all right. If anyone Who was, was going to bring votes. that up, it was going to be me. Give us a
1: folks. Give us.
2: You <laughs> just need to recover. <laughs> just a short minute. <laughs> just, just, just a moment.
1: <sighs> oh, we're okay. Okay, okay.
2: I nearly uh, hyperventilated. Between that particular joke and the space <laughs> toilets, I think we've hit our bingo. It's uh... <laughs> Definitely. No,
3: no, no, The second bingo. We already had one earlier. Yeah, fair. Uh, anyway, so, uh,
1: so I want to bring up, I want to bring up Starfleet two real quick. Cause no one, I love Starfleet two, two, Trevor will listen to this and go, why did you bring up Starfleet two? So <laughs> if I don't, uh, I love you, Trevor, but, uh, right. But yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Starfleet two, because I love how you can board any enemy in that game from the tiniest scout ship. To a whole starbase, and now the
3: starbase is a bad idea. But you can, you you
1: you can. And it might take multiple waves. You might have to like borrow space marines from other ships, and then they can board you and take your ship if 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 you don't put enough space marines on your ship or least, It's it's like the mechanic um, spaz mentioned earlier, where if you don't leave enough marines on your ship to fight off a counter, board and
2: taken over. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that happened on stream. So yeah. it did. It did. Uh, it has happened. It has learned. Yeah, it did happen, and it was terrifying.
3: <laughs> yeah, because unlike Mako's, UCA Marines did not mess around. No, no, no. They
1: they do not. So uh, I, I love that that game has boarding. It's very hands off. You basically just tell the um, Marines where to board and hope they don't die when they board. Uh, but then, yeah, when yeah, they
3: land specifically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because they can land if they beam in a place where. Um, where uh the hell is that you guys hear that yeah we do um i think it's a coffee machine i think um yeah if they land if they land where a space marine is they will die and so you got to be careful where you beam them in but once you beam them in it's hands off and they do their own thing um but uh, it's just, it's great to watch. I love, I think my favorite thing about it is the the—the schematics are a little different depending on the ship you board. So, like, if you board a Starliner, it looks different. If you board a Heavy Cruiser, it looks different. I, I get a kick out of that. And
3: uh I lo- the upside of ASCII graphics. It is relatively easy to make, like, simple maps like that uh, on a, yeah. at a rapid pace.
1: Right, exactly. And then leaves room for good AI
3: and whatnot. Um, yes. And they, they can only go in four directions and shoot. How hard could they be to program AI for that?
1: Exactly, I, but it's it's, pretty, it's still pretty good AI, I think, especially for a game of its time. I, I do love it's how 100%. the I, I do love how the star map, the star map, takes up like the entire screen because it's just such a big thing. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a nice shout out to Starfleet Two for for all it has. It also has boarding and it does it pretty well for a game from 1989. Uh, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if, I, I don't know what it would be like if you could manually command your Marines. That'd be kind of insane. Like that might be too much. I feel comp- like
3: it would be, be yeah, too overwhelming. I think it'd anything, be too also much. way too much programming.
1: Yeah. I think that game does a good job of not being too much, uh, at any given moment.
3: Uh, and, and well, I, th- uh, huh? Uh, arguably except for the ground combat, because what the hell <laughs>
1: Oh yeah! Planetary invasions are basically its own. It, it was actually spun off into its own game.
3: Um, they were their own game. Yes, that's the issue.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 very complex. It's a it's it's a very complex, well done strategy game. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, actually,
0: actually, actually, I loved Star Legions uh, as as a separate game.
1: Together. Yeah, yeah. I need to play more of it. I know. But, uh, and
0: I would love, and I would love if if Dragon would uh, bring it uh, to Steam one day, after Starfleet Two, of course.
3: We yeah, are t- 2 and-
1: we, we are talking and about I- that. We're talking about bringing Starfleet One Deluxe to Steam, and maybe uh, Star as well. Uh, yeah,
3: so I think Star. Isn't Starfleet One Deluxe like much simpler? Because like, it- isn't that game basically? What was it called there was that one like text-based uh like dos game of star trek where you just like you were just on the enterprise and you sca- and you had like were running around a bunch of syst- systems and your yeah. objective was blow up x klingons yeah it's, a tra- I think it's like that level of co- yeah I think it's that level of complexity it's a little so bit it- more <laughs>
1: complex starfleet one because there is some shipboarding and there is some stuff with planets but it's not anywhere near as complex as two uh, but Starfleet One was definitely more in line with that text based Trek formula
3: that started in the seventies. Coincidentally, mirrors one to one the history of uh, the Starfleet Academy series. Oh, really? Because you had because you had Starfleet Academy, which uh, was the Federation game, which which was kind of meh, and then you had Klingon Academy, which was really
1: good. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, Starfleet, if, yeah, the FMV Starfleet Academy game. Ugh.
3: Ugh. I, st- Ugh. I need to still figure out how to track down a copy of that thing because it's I on, need it, to play it.
1: It's on GOG now.
3: Oh, oh, oh okay. That, that changes that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: never yeah,
3: noticed
1: that. Okay. yeah. Yeah. The Star Trek collection on GOG is very inconsistent. For some reason, they have Starfleet Academy, but not. uh, but, but not not, not clear kind They have Starfleet uh, command 1 and 3 but not 2, the best one. So, uh which also don't those also have boarding? I think those also have boarding. Come to think of it. They do.
2: Um they do yeah. have a boarding mechanic where you can send your marines over to disable systems. But and, and they can actually capture the ship too. Uh that and is also a thing.
1: That's right. Yeah, so kind of bringing it back a little bit, but yeah, uh GOG definitely has an inconsistent collection of Star Trek games, and that is definitely one of the highlights.
3: Uh, of th- I don't see Klingon Academy on no, here. No, There's no, no, no not. Starfleet it's, it's, Academy. They do not have.
1: Sorry, oh, okay. S- they have Starfleet Academy, they don't have Klingon Academy.
3: Right, that sorts that out. Sorry, got excited there.
1: Oh, God,
4: oh, God. If they had Klingon Academy, I would plot 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> what were you going to say, Julie? I've got one nobody has brought up yet, and probably because uh, I will admit to playing Switch, and I know Brian will occasionally admit to playing Switch, but oh, there's one I... called Steam World Heist. And it's oh, a yeah. 2 game, and it's kind of like cartoony characters, but like cut out like Paper Mario, right? I play that. I play that. And yeah, it's it like Robot Captain, and they're... <laughs> Pirate and, uh, and they're a smuggler and occasional pirate, and they're uh robbing ships and uh taking over ships. And it's it's made by image and form, but more importantly, it has music by one of my favorite composers of steampunk music. Uh it is steam powered giraffe, and these oh, yeah, nice. guys heard play in person and uh Once you kind of get used to the style of the artwork, it's kind of like, wow! I didn't think I'd like a two D game, but I love steampunk and steampunk and spaceships and pirates. What's not to like?
3: Uh, Two things: one, play uh, play Endless Sky, and two, excellent excellent choice bringing that one up. It's really good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Steam
1: World games. I've only played the first one, which I liked. But yeah, uh Side uh another tangent, Endless Sky. I didn't I didn't realize I had boarding.
3: Great game, by the it's way. T- totally free. Uh I think it's another one of those you fly up to a thing and press a button.
2: <laughs> There's one that hasn't been mentioned uh yet, but it's it's in that vein of going up to a derelict and looting what you can from it. 30,
1: 30, 30, 30 death. death War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah.
3: Uh, it's technically boarding. It's just that the ships you're boarding are long abandoned.
1: Yeah, you're boarding derelicts. I and, mean, sometimes you'll everything. find someone alive in there. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, if, you, yeah, uh, if, sh- if you're if you listening to this and you haven't played 30-30 Death War, what the hell are you doing? Go get it today.
3: We, or- we have a lot of games that we're recommending like <laughs> for freaking... <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of good games. So the backlog.
0: Yeah. yeah. The years.
2: If you listen to this podcast and you don't have a backlog, uh, we're doing something wrong.
1: Yeah, we're not doing our job because
2: oh you have no life.
1: Our our goal is to depart have you depart with your money.
2: Uh <laughs> to uh or, or to or to play the games that you already have but haven't gotten around to yet.
1: That too. Uh that that too. Um
0: and, yeah, that's far too good at that.
1: <laughs> the old arcade game xenophobe. Oh god,
2: that's yeah. right. Yeah. Was, was that the one that was also on Atari Lynx? Hang on. I don't remember if it was on the Lynx, but it was an Atari game.
1: There was a there was a Lynx game that was xeno something. No, Xenophobe, yeah. Yeah, Xenofocus okay. on the Lynx. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I played the okay, hell out of that on the links back. This in is way beyond me. <laughs> oh, this is this. This came out in 1992. Uh,
3: uh, but also it's an arcade game, which uh, I don't know anything about.
2: Well, the the thing about this particular game is it was uh, it could be played in split screen uh, co op, and you could have two people playing on the same on the same ship and you don't have to be in the same room or three player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You could do three player in the arcade.
1: Yeah. I don't remember if you can do multiplayer on the, on the home systems though. Could you? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe on the Atari, maybe, I mean- maybe on the Ataris, maybe on the Ataris cause you can have multiple joysticks on that.
4: I feel bad that nobody has yet mentioned no man's sky, which also has pirates. And while they do have boarding, it's boarding of derelict ships, but it's still a boarding mechanic. Nonetheless, sure. and there are things that shoot back on the ship.
1: I've heard those yeah. are, I've heard those are scary. I've heard those derelicts can be scary.
2: Uh, well, not really. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of creepy, but not really scary.
3: In a liminal space sort of way, I imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what happens is as you do the boarding, the uh, the ship layout for every system for that you can warp into, it has a defined layout. And then as you repeatedly a- attack that that ship, that uh, derelict ship, it gets progressively harder. More defenses, more aliens that you can fight. Uh, it has uh, these egg sacs that are hanging from the ceiling. And as you shoot them, uh, more aliens will pop out and then attack you. Or we you can just kind flood. of try to sneak your way back there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun mechanic, but it's more creepy than scary. Uh, Luke
3: brought up Duskers. That's a very big sort of because uh, you're not boarding anything. You're sending in drones to do the job. Still, so uh, s-
1: still a creepy ass game though.
3: Still a also, creepy ass game. I'm I'm ashamed I didn't use this as my quote. It's not piracy, it's legitimate salvage. <laughs> <Fair. coughs>
0: legitimate salvage. Don't come with legal issues now.
1: Please. So please do the, do the derelicts on No Man's Sky are the aliens, they're not like face huggery or anything, right? Are they aliens that you think I no, can no. handle? They, or
2: they they um they run around and then they shoot at you. They can crawl on the ceilings, but they still shoot at you rather than try to jump at your face. So it's not like face huggers. Okay, you could handle it, um, and and uh, yeah, it should be fine if you were to uh, to attempt to do so. It shouldn't trigger your anxiety. Okay, as I said, more it's more creepy than scary.
1: Okay, I can deal with Um, mostly creepy. Are they available in creative mode, or are, are they only in survival mode?
2: I've not tried to find out whether they're available in creative mode. Okay, uh, but you should be able to encounter them in normal mode without without any real issues. Okay, uh, you It'd know one awkward. game I was going to bring up, which we mentioned earlier, is Starpoint Gemini Warlords, and the reason I wanted to mention it is because one of the DLCs is the Cycle of War DLC which adds two factions to the game as playable starts. So the first one is a faction that has, it's an alien faction and their goal is genocide. So not only can you not do any diplomacy with the humans, your goal is to entirely wipe them out. So you can't even do any boarding. If you do any boarding though, the ships will self-destruct when you send over your Marines. The other one is a pirate faction and boarding is their primary mechanic for gaining new ships. Which is a complete flip, because normally you buy ships to add to your fleet. But as a pirate faction, your main way of adding them is by either, A, boarding the ships in combat, and then taking them over, and then then bringing them into the fleet that way, repairing them up, or... You go to the uh, spaceport prisons that are all scattered around the map. And you, um, I'm going to say, quote unquote, liberate their uh, captives. And then when those prisoners are released, they bring a small fleet of the ships that have been impounded and those join your fleet. So that's the other way to get ships into your fleet. Legitimate salvage. Legitimate salvage. Yes. (laughs) Liberation salvage, uh, so to speak. I'm, yeah. I'm really mad that it took us one hour to make that joke.
3: <laughs>
4: for me specifically. Got another one. Nobody's mentioned. Nobody's thought Go about space engineers. I uh, have boarded. Yeah. I have uh, boarded. Please
0: Dolan. don't mention this game. Oh no!
4: Yeah, <laughs> see, it depends on who you're playing the game with. That's if you're probably playing true. With yeah. Great bunch of people. Who and a bunch of great things? I have boarded and stolen many NPC ships in in uh, space engineers. A lot of fun, big challenge. Just get out there in your spacesuit, grind your way into the ship, take out major systems. Hack into their computer and steal this ship. Great fun. Got to do it by yourself or with one other person. No space marines and a real challenge, especially if it's at speed. Hmm. True. Imagine (laughs) two trucks driving right next to each other and you have to jump out of one truck on the other. And you have to grind your, make your way underneath the truck from axle to wire until you get to the main compartment. And at that point, yes, there is an actual NPC pilot that you can say, okay, this is my ship and blast him with a laser. So that's the most challenging boarding mechanic I've ever done when it was just me and a bunch of real bad NPC pirates who want to shoot you with uh, guns and turrets and real challenge. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that that was in space engineers, nor did I know it was, it was good at something. I'm sorry. I, just,
4: I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it's good at something. Um, it depends on who you're playing the game with. Yes. But like most multiplayer games, people kind of lose interest fast. So, yeah, I played with other people for quite some time and, and uh, had fun while it lasted. I wonder if those space engineers adjacent games like
1: Empyrean or um, Interstellar Rift have boarding. I have no idea. Oh, you guys didn't mention Pulsar.
2: Oh, yeah. Julie mentioned Pulsar. Oh, okay. Not by name, but the, but the fact that uh, we played it as a group quite a lot. Oh we lost Jacob.
4: Okay.
1: Oh no. Uh, internet. Oh, great. Oh, no.
2: Okay.
4: We have stolen the uh the cargo on many Ooh. other ships in Pulsar and oh, had a great are. fun while it was la- while it lasted. We haven't done it in some time, but it was great fun while we were all still doing it. Oh,
1: apparently you can board disabled ships in Empyrean. Welcome back, Jacob.
3: Yeah, it was minor internet troubles, but I'm back now.
1: Weird. Both you and Thorsten have been having some internet troubles of late. Um,
3: uh, is it a Europe thing? i appreciate sure this or? is localized. Okay. I doubt it. I mean, it might be ping. It might be connecting to... this thing set to US Central?
1: I have no uh, idea, but it, al- but it also could be... Yes, it is. But Discord was also having issues
4: yesterday as we record this. It is,
3: so. it is, it is. Yes.
4: Anyway. Yeah. As a quick side note, I will simply say related to that, where I work, and I won't go in on live where I work, but we were told by the IT, because of what's going on in Europe, to expect a lot of people attempting to be hacking us from Russia. Cool. And it's happened.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's entirely, entirely seen.
1: Like how? do have doing like, that for... Ugh, never mind.
3: <laughs> They've been doing that near continuously for like ten for like ten to fifteen years, so that surprises me not even remotely. it's
4: right. stepped up its pace, however, so I'm not surprised you're having difficulties in Europe.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if there's like mass DDoS going around in the area. Yeah, that's, it's it's been it's been messy.
4: Well, whatever. Uh,
0: that's not relevant to the topic at hand. You don't I, you know. have to be surprised. That's the only thing I, 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 say, I say about that. It's <laughs> happening.
1: Well are there any other games anyone, anybody else wanted to bring up?
0: Uh, we are still not totally finished with with Pulver in my in my. Oh, opinion.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, because it's a hell of a fun if you if you go if you go uh, onto another ship in in, in this multiplayer game. Uh, I seldom had a similar experience in in other games. Even in in dedicated shooters like uh, Angels Fall First or something, that I have with with Pulse in in this regard.
3: Battlefront Two, I, uh, I forgot something. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Battlefront
0: yes. Two. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay, 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 okay. Battlefront Two. <laughs>
1: and and by association, Angels Fall First, since it's a Battlefront Two. by it, association, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 trying to be a mm-hmm. modern Battlefront Two, um,
3: and it's working, except it just has no player base, but it's working. And and yes, I wanted to bring it up.
1: Apparently, they're still working on it, FYI. Uh, I talked to them on their Discord recently. They're just being very quiet about it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're still working very hard on it, apparently. So good. Um, uh, 100%. It's,
3: great it's really. Yeah, executive, great like, it's that genre of games Battlefront 2, Executive Assault, uh, Angels Fall First, like multiplayer, multi crew,
2: space to ship gameplay stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to. Bring up Executive Assault too. Uh, it wasn't on my list in our in our uh, you know pre chat, but yeah, I I had that on my list as one where the boarding is really cool. Didn't it just get a major revamp? Didn't didn't two?
3: I I have I th- no idea. I think it did.
1: I, I don't I, recall offhand. I think it just got some kind of major revamp that makes it even more fun. Apparently, I have to go. Oh ahead. yeah, it got um,
3: asteroids. It got actual base building now. And ground combat on the ground. I just oh, checked the yeah. uh, store page. That right, was exactly right, right. Uh, okay. That was mid December last year, so recent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have, I haven't re- I haven't revisited since then. But that that was that was a big change. That was a big addition uh, on top of the space boarding and stuff they're already doing. So that's
4: pretty great. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to say when Span brought up the topic of this show, and it's because. Board the boarding mechanic has always been so far from my mind, even when I play space games. I I said to myself, I've never played a space game with a boarding mechanic. And then Torsten and I were talking while we were playing a game, and he said, What about this? What about this? What about this? And, and I said, Yeah, I played a lot of games with a boarding mechanic, <laughs> one way or <out>
3: <laughs> Because and, and even if you didn't necessarily
2: perfect. use that mechanic, uh, because of whatever reason, it was there.
4: And how about people blowing my ship out of space in Eve Online and stealing my cargo? They didn't board me; they just blew my ship up. Does that count? That counts as piracy. Yeah, it's definitely, right. definitely piracy. Piracy by another player.
1: Yeah, it's definitely piracy. Uh, not boarding, though.
3: I guess. <laughs> can, can ships get You're boarded not. in Eve
1: Online? I don't think they can. Can they get boarded? On, on
3: Not per se. By technicality, you can uh, one player can eject out of a uh, into their pod, and then the another sh- another player can take it. But it basically never happens because you have no reason to eject
4: out in the first place, uh. pretty much ever. The, the, closest, also- is the closest it ever comes is if you're in the same corporation, somebody can actually steal the ship. But that's they can steal it out of the hangar, and but yeah, like you said, if somebody ejects or if they're out of their ship to start with,
3: yes uh, okay, so uh so it is th- so well, maritime theft is technically piracy uh it is mostly it is more theft than piracy
2: <laughs> now, there's one that uh the Brianoid <laughs> streamed a while back that released in uh let's see went into um into full release uh more recently and oh, yes, in yes. battle simulator yes that was very good that was very
1: that was good really really fun super very multiplayer focused but so it's not like open like uh pulsar but it's more arena based but still yeah, yeah. that was
2: quite a bit of fun but, But boarding is a major mechanic because if you can get a crew over to the other ship, you can actually destroy it from the inside by weakening systems or uh, setting them on fire, killing their crew so that they can't uh, do repairs, that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, that one was really good. Because I'm apparently a lot of examples, FTL faster than light.
2: Yep. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's a great one with boarding. Forgot
3: yep, about that. You get to te- yep. You, uh, you get to add a teleporter module. In fact, one of the ships starts with it, and uh, you get to. <laughs> and if you take over a ship intact with an asterisk, uh, you get more
2: loot. Now, to that, I'll I'll mention that there is a a multiverse mod for FTL. If you've not played FTL with a multiverse mod, it adds literally hundreds of ships to the game that you can play and unlock. It also because has
3: why not races. go for
2: Overkill? Oh, it's great. Oh, it is so good. It is it is, it is an amazing mod. And it's probably one of the, my favorite mods for any game, just because it had so much replayability.
4: What about when your company commander comes over to the S1 section in the middle of the desert and steals something out of your tent? Even because he can, does that count as boarding and piracy? Uh, uh, is I it a ship?
3: <laughs> does a, he steal your? Does he steal your yacht? equivalent I, I, I
1: think that's the chain of command. I think that's what that is. I don't yeah. think that.
4: I was in the. We were. in you know, the desert gets really cold at night. You know, also we there and I don't think
3: there are many ships in the middle of a, of a desert on average.
0: Like ship of state you should play deserts of Karak or heavy gear. Uh,
1: heavy gear. yes.
0: There are ships in the desert. True. Also in Borderlands.
2: <laughs> uh, so to answer Luke's question about for the warp, which, uh, Brian and I streamed, but we'll have to put the video back up, uh, eventually, uh, that does not have boarding, uh, because it doesn't really fit with the way that they designed the game. Hmm. So it does not have boarding, but it has very fun chip combat, which is very FTL like it's just without the boarding mechanic that you would normally see in a game like it, but that's okay. That's it's its own thing. And it does it very well. I think
1: so far, if I may just interject, I think it's the best refinement of the FTL formula we've seen to date. If I,
2: I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, nothing against FTL, but it's kind of created its own subgenre. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah, uh,
2: the the uh, the multiverse mod I mentioned for for FTL is it's amazing. It it really is. And if you own FTL, which pretty much anyone listening to this podcast already does, I think everyone does uh, at this
1: point. Yeah,
2: I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> then then uh, you should get that mod. Uh, there, it's not that difficult to install, and it is it is so good. But I would also agree that, that for the warp is a good refinement of that formula. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: really is the best refinement of that formula to date. I think, um, anything else or should we start wrapping it up?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm at this point out and (laughs) yeah, but again, I have been quite kind of hogging the airtime. This podcast, haven't I?
1: You know what? I think we're all going to come on topics where some of us have more to say than others and that's fine. That's fine. Um that's why there's five of us. <laughs> you know.
3: Uh because we all have different someone eventually someone will eventually wind up with something to say. I.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like like exactly. Uh but folks, that's going to do it for this week. Now, next week is kind of up in the air because i've I've invited a guest on, and I gave them either next week or the week after as potential slots, but I haven't heard back
3: so, we're getting ghosted yes
1: what was that so yeah, we're kind of we're getting, getting ghosted. ghosted yes, we're kind of getting ghosted a little bit um which is weird that usually doesn't happen, so I hope they're okay um so next week we'll be uh if we don't have that guest, we'll be talking about freeware space games. Uh, this uh, topic was suggested by Thorsten. And, uh, for example, Endless Sky, we talked about earlier. That is one of the freeware games we will probably be talking about next week. Uh, if we don't get that guest. Uh, sorry to
2: interrupt. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just uh, wanted to make a correction. Uh, I said For the Warp uh, when I was talking about the, the game we played last. It was This Means Warp. This Means Warp. Uh, that's a, for, the warp that's it, uh, for the Warp is a different um, game. For the Warp is a...
1: That's right it is isn't it like when you said for yeah, the warp,
0: holy, yeah you're right.
2: right yeah when you said for the warp i knew exactly that you were talking
1: about this means warp but i forgot about the actual for the oh my god okay
2: sorry for the warp is a different game but it's a good a, game completely also.
1: different game completely different, different game. game yeah so uh that's gonna do it for our show this week and i guess for it's tomorrow we'll see you back here for uh more distant worlds too so excited about that you guys oh my god and tomorrow's release date Release day for Distant Worlds 2. Oh my God. Everyone buy it. Seriously, if you can't afford it, buy it. It's
3: so good. It's so good. I'm not pre ordering out of principle, but yes, I'm buying it the moment it comes out.
1: That's totally fair. I don't think there are any bonuses for pre ordering or anything. I don't think you have anything special (laughs) for pre ordering. But yeah, get it. Everyone. It's so
3: good. It's so good. Oh my God. It apparently releases in an approximate 20 hours. So. (laughs) 4pm <laughs> local time that's actually good
1: <laughs> oh so maybe you'll have actually time to play it tomorrow
3: yes Uh, great. yes that is correct great
1: well friends that's going to do it for this episode thank you so much for listening and for the chat we had a very again gr- I love that we do this live because we yell- we've lately especially been getting a very active chat room Uh, well rooms basically but we've had a very active yes. chat lately so thank you everyone in the chat uh, it's really been great. And uh, with that, we'll see you uh, back here next time. Have a great one, everyone. Be safe, be well. And again, if you can, please get vaccinated. <laughs> please, for the love of God, get vaccinated if you can. Uh, and with that, we'll see you next time, folks. Bye bye.
4: Bye. See ya.